You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. Our topic today is in the finance arena and is on factoring. In the business community, the term factoring brings a mixed reaction. Some fearful, some cautious, and some with I really don't know what it means. I'm happy to have James Richards of North Rim Funding Services to help explain about factoring and to shed some light with when factoring makes sense. Welcome to the podcast, James. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Yeah, you bet. Uh, please tell our listeners uh, about yourself and uh, your business experience and you know how you've landed to where you're at today. Well, I started out uh, in Arizona, um, went to uh, college, Northern Arizona University, uh, then took turn into banking career after graduating from there. Uh, spent about seven years in banking and from there uh, discovered this thing called factoring. Didn't know what it was, but looked like a cool thing to do. And so uh, been doing this for about 12, 13 years now. Yeah. So when you were in uh, college, you studied business then or business? Finance? Yep. Uh, hotel restaurant management of all oh. things. Uh, tried my feet in there for about 10 months and uh, decided to go the banking route. Yeah, so we have some similarities because at, uh, one, that's how I started out in corporate America was through a uh, food service equipment manufacturer mm. and uh, so was, spent a long time in the hospitality uh, industry uh, like yourself there. So, so yeah, so it's a good uh, – see see where we both have ended up in, yep. in finance and accounting finance, yeah. or banking or something. <laughs> hey, so, um, James, for those who may not be familiar with factoring, uh, why don't you explain to our listeners uh, just what that – all involves and you know you know what it is well factoring kevin is actually uh one of the oldest forms of financing a good example of what factoring is is how we use it every day in credit cards so when you go to costco or walmart you're a consumer and you use a credit card visa is actually paying on your behalf and then 30 days later you pay visa and while well, Visa has paid the, the retailer. So putting that into business form, when you're a small business, medium, even large companies, uh, they develop a product, do a service, what have you, and they bill, or you bill, that that, that client bills uh, out their customer that bought from them or what have you, um, then they don't pay right away. They pay with paper, and it's a note that says, you owe me in 30 days, 60 days, whatever the terms. Well, then you start getting more and more orders as that company, and it's getting harder and harder to fill because you still haven't been paid. So what factoring does is it speeds that process and allows you to get paid on those invoices uh, prior to 30, 60, 90 days, whatever the terms are, giving you that cash flow to continue to do your business, to do more services, mm -hmm. to build more product. Okay, so let's uh, recap that for our mm -hmm. listeners because that was a lot of information <laughs> there. So, much like the credit a credit card uh, company, they advance money to you. Yes, and you you promise you're going to pay them back in X amount of days. A factoring company does the same thing with a, a company. They advance money off of invoices to a company's uh, client. Yes. With the promise that you're going to pay them back uh, within a certain amount of, of time. And uh, so that's the similarity, similarities between those two. It's the advancement of the funds yep. against. So, so from a business's standpoint, uh, a advantage then or a pro would be that you get money now instead of waiting 
until your client who has 30-day terms takes the 30 days and probably takes another 15 days on top of it. Exactly. Is that correct? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You get paid now for the service that you delivered uh, via the factoring company. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's the upside. I get my money. I get my money today on something I sold yesterday. Okay. Right. Yep. Okay. So uh, you know, from a business standpoint, then uh, that's going to cost me something probably because my you know, my traditional bank isn't going to, you know, fund it that way, especially if I don't have a line of credit. Right. And that's where factoring comes in because the difference between a traditional bank and what factoring is, is factoring is purchasing your receivables, giving right to the company that is giving you that money or advancing you that money, whereas a bank just lends on those. So there's different criteria for how to qualify for each one. Yeah, and a traditional bank, for instance, you know, you you uh, get deemed a little bit because of uh, receivables aging, or you know, there there might be limits set on that as well with a traditional bank. But at the same time, in in factoring, um, there are certain rules also, aren't there? There are certain rules, yes. Um, a factor won't like to purchase or advance on receivables that are out past 90 days typically. Sometimes they could go past that, but but typically it's a 90-day uh, cutoff, whereas mm -hmm. with a traditional bank, it might be something more like 60 days. Um, so it varies a little bit there as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of the convenience of getting um, my money sooner, as a business owner, there's some costs associated with that, too. There are some costs associated with that. Um, there's been historical uh, numbers where companies are being charged 36-plus percent a year, maybe 50 percent, uh, which is pretty expensive by today's terms. Back then, uh, it was industry average. Um, today, you could probably expect to pay anywhere from two to four times what the banks are charging mm -hmm. depending on the company that, that you're going with mm -hmm. yeah and that's uh, so not not necessarily a downside but that's certainly something uh, someone would need to consider before you know entering into there's a factoring relationship correct and there's costs for doing business both ways so with factoring you get freedom of use for your money so if you have a factoring line that looks like a line of credit um, a lot of times they don't have covenants tied to them. So you have the uh, peace of mind that that line will be there and it's not going to be uh, cut off early or have to meet a certain covenant to, to keep the line going or something like that. Right. Uh, I've, I've helped some clients that where factoring has been involved. And uh, I, although I think anybody that has a heart wants a company to do well and to perform well, but actually, the uh, operation of the company's kind of taken off the table a little bit in a, in a factoring situation, is it not? It is, yes. Um, we kind of leave the, as a factor, you kind of leave the uh, running of the company, the operations up to the company itself. We as a factor are more concerned about the uh, quality of your clients or strength of your clients as opposed to you, the client of the factoring company. Right. And so those covenants that you're referring to that we might see in a traditional banking uh, situation are kind of, they're not there. It's more the compliance. Uh, my experience with factoring, it's been the compliance of what you're talking about, the uh, uh, 
you know the nature and security of the customer but uh also there's some other there's some all other things too in there uh you know on how the money's collected to the factoring company yeah collection uh varies from factors uh traditional collection methods for factoring companies um they would send out a letter it's called notification letter to uh, your client's client, and we call those debtors. Your client's clients are debtors. So they send that letter out to debtors, letting them know, hey, we are ABC Factoring Company, and we bought your receivables. Please mail payment to us at wherever they're at. Um, And then if the payment is on what's called net 30 terms or due in 30 days, come day 33, said factor might call and say, hey, uh, you owe us this money. When can we be paid? Uh, it, today, you still have some of that out there, but companies uh, are also not notifying. So they may be purchasing the receivables, but they're making it look an awful lot like a traditional bank line of credit. Yeah, and that seems where uh, most business owners, I think, kind of. Um get tied up a little bit is because you're going to, it not you necessarily, but a factoring company is going to notify their uh, client customers. Uh, and so then there's that pride or kind of embarrassment, it seems like, well, I don't want my customers to know that I'm doing this type of financing or whatever. Uh, any any thoughts on that? Because I know, I know there's some that uh, seem to do a better job than others on kind of hide, hiding that a little bit as much as they can to protect their, uh, the, the, the factor's client's uh, position. Yeah, you're, you're correct, Kevin. That's, uh, that's what we're seeing a lot of today. And that traditional mode, the previous thought pattern is that uh, maybe a company's suffering or in trouble right. or something like that, whereas that may not be the case at all. Uh, if you're a fast, rapid-growing company, up-and-coming, doing very well, Factoring might be the best option for you because you may not be able to get the amount you need from a bank. And you need the cash now. You need the cash now. Um, So there are companies, uh, many of them out there, that uh, do, in fact, not notify your client. It looks transparent. It looks an awful lot like your traditional bank line at any of your banks around town. Mm -hmm. Um, The only difference is on the closing documentation uh, ours says we're purchasing the receivables. The traditional banks say they're lending on receivables. Right. Yeah, very good. And uh, there's and there's uh, collection boxes or lock boxes associated with a lot of time. And that's a, and that's a from a factoring company standpoint. That's just they're hey, we want to get our money and be sure it comes to you know. Yep. To us. Yeah. yeah. There's oftentimes lock boxes, um, but uh, today they're able to put them in the client's name in mm-hmm. some cases. Uh, some cases they're not, and those are kind of your more traditional. But uh, but but the the bank style ones or the ones that look like bank uh, financing is is in the client's name. Yeah, is there an industry that factoring seems to work better than others? Um, various industries uh, across the whole width can be factored. Um, But generally, manufacturing is one of the top ones. Uh, Staffing is really big as well. And why is that? Um, They build, well, with manufacturing, you build a widget, you ship it out, your client gets it, and they sign a piece of paper. And that makes it a very good invoice. The product was delivered. 
Uh, there's really no arguing uh, anything with it unless there was a product problem, and then that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, staffing is great because it's just a uh, time card. You fill out a time card, that person has done their job, and you bill for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty easy and simple. Some service industries are like that as well. Um, when you get into some industries like construction or uh, medical doctors, folks like that, sometimes gets a little little more difficult. But there's factoring for everyone. And that's because uh, – let's take uh, uh, construction, for instance. That would be because it's a progress situation and there's really nothing for the factoring company to get security with maybe? Correct, yeah. A- an actual invoice to be by law factored or purchased – um, it has to be a clear-cut invoice. When you have uh, terms with uh, contractors that are, are using subs that say, well, you're not paid until we're paid, uh, that doesn't make it a clear-cut receivable. It makes it very difficult to factor. Again, some do, but it's, it's a little harder to find than your traditional industries that I mentioned uh, before. Mm-hmm. Same with medical. Medical um, with uh, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, they're not purchasable. Those government receivables are not, whereas other government receivables are purchasable. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, I've noticed that some factoring companies have have uh, moved away from strictly traditional factoring, where it's just the advancement of funds against an invoice, where they're now offering maybe you know, maybe some term financing, or they they they've figured out a way to roll something up into what appears like it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know not just your grandma's factory you know Mm -hmm. yeah well we're always trying to get more money kevin so what uh what we do is uh uh today uh, ar is the number one thing that that factors like they like to uh, advance we call it or lend on your accounts receivable uh but oftentimes that's not enough Uh, a lot of times you need to use some of your inventory uh that can be something that can be both collateralized and lent against um, sometimes even if there's additional need for maybe a payoff somewhere or just some debt, mm-hmm. uh, some companies will use equipment as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other feedback, uh, that you know, the comments I hear is factoring is uh, that once you get into it, you can't get out of it. And, uh, you know, it's really expensive and it's hard to disengage. How would you, um, you know, if that person was sitting there next to you right now, how would you overcome or, or um, you know, kind of comfort that person that, hey, you know, there is a way to work yourself out of this? Well, I would agree with them based on history. Um, as we talked about, if you're charging 36 to 50 percent, it's hard to dig out of that. Uh, you have to have some pretty solid margins that I don't really even see these days in, in industries out there. Um, but you don't see that as often these days. Today, it's a little bit higher rate than a uh, bank is charging, but you have more flexibility. So the idea today, at least for, I know for me, my clients, you're only with me for about a year and a half to two years max. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do go back, um, and that's because you're you're paying a reasonable rate. Um, these days, I would not pay anything above 18%, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty high. Uh, generally, I would pay in the you know twelve to fourteen percent as long as your margins are good. If you're at six percent margin, it's probably too expensive for you. and You need to go a different route. 
But as long as your margins are there, you should dig out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other thing I wanted some clarification from you on, too, is, uh, you know, factoring doesn't necessarily mean that you've come out of a special assets group at a traditional bank or, you know, the SAC section. Uh, Can you speak to... Uh, you alluded to it earlier, but, uh, you know, maybe a fast-growing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any other situations you can think of there? or Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, I actually, um, I might have looked at two or three workout situations, we call them, this year. Most everything else has been almost bankable, if not bankable. Uh, the rapid growth situation is what I see more than any. Mm-hmm. Uh, historical sales provide you a million-dollar line at your bank. But you've got new orders. The economy is booming. Uh, you need $4 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bank's not going to give you that. They may raise your line just a tad bit. But you go to a factoring company or an asset-based lender, we call ourselves, mm-hmm. um, we can do that. We can give you a line for whatever that need is because we look at what are you doing today and tomorrow, whereas a bank looks at what are you doing yesterday. Right. Um, so that's where we have that flexibility. Also... Uh, I have situations where sometimes owners like to pay themselves pretty well. You know, you work hard, it's your business, mm-hmm. pay yourselves what you want. Well, banks don't necessarily like that. Um, we, on the other hand, as a, a factoring or, or ABL, don't don't mind as much. Um, you're able to use your funds the way you see fit. Well, it's kind of back uh, to the uh, – <laughs> taking the ratios and uh, yep. and the financial statements off the table a little bit because the other thing banks don't like is for you to as an owner is you take distributions and, mm-hmm. and you know that sort of thing yep. and, but you know but a business owner in fairness to business owners who put their uh, you know their livelihood on the line and all the risk is on their them signing a document uh, you know they should be they should be able to take it reasonably salary anyway out of their business right that's up to them i agree <laughs> yeah so uh personal question so what do you what do you enjoy uh out of what you do when you're working with clients with clients i enjoy seeing what they're they're doing and learning their products and services there's some pretty unique stuff that i've seen out there uh playing with the widgets and and gadgets and things like that and the the business owners that i i meet and seeing how they run their businesses and the unique circumstances following the economy. I feel like I get a first eye at, at what's new and, and where the economy is going, uh, especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be a little delayed if I was a traditional banker. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the things I enjoy the most about what I do. Yeah. So if uh, factoring is an option for a company uh, and it makes sense to use factoring, uh, why don't you give our listeners in closing uh, two to three points uh, to consider when approaching factor- factoring? When approaching factoring, um, you know, we talked about uh, a few of the issues. If you're looking at somebody that wants to notify your clients, um, make them uh, very aware of who's lending you money or giving you money, uh, there, there may be other options out there. You could look around at that. Again, price points. Um, there's various different ways of charging. Uh, a lot of times you get a low interest rate, uh, but look at all the fees involved. That's, that's where you're going to uh, uh, find most of your value. Um, a lot of times you'll find an interest rate pretty similar to what you're getting down at your local bank. Uh, but by the time you tack on fees and other things that factoring companies are known for, audits. you're going to be high. Audits, very expensive audits. As a, as a matter of fact, some appraisals in the audits 
which in, in my opinion are unnecessary in most cases. Um, but you also have things like a collateral management fee, uh, early closure fee. There's some pretty heinous early closure fees out there. So if you leave a factoring company because you can qualify for bank financing, maybe you don't like the factoring company. Uh, there are some pretty bad fees you get out there. Um, and, and so those are all things that if you're considering factoring, uh, you know, get those all settled up front before you sign the final document. I would. And the other last thing to mention, because eventually we will be in a, in a down economy again, and that's where you want your lender to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, look at how they're financed. Uh, where are they getting their money? Um, that's going to be an important part. If it's something that you feel uh, uncomfortable with, if it's something where maybe their funding source could be shut off, um, something like that, then then steer clear. I've I've seen that happen in our really bad downturn we mm-hmm. had. All right, very good. Hey, well, we're out of time for today, uh, James. I want to thank thank you for uh, coming on the podcast to help us uh, with the top of topic of factoring. Trust uh, what James has shared is has or will be helpful when considering using factoring. You can find out more about James and Northrum Funding Services at clouseronbusiness.com. You can find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and always at clouseronbusiness.com. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business. <laughs>